Chapter 3 The Watching Walter Morgana wakes up to a wild new morning. The first thing he does at 11.16 in the dent of his new day is open the bedroom blinds and look down on the front lawn. The lawn is still green, with only a patch of fraying yellow in one of the corners. He leaves the blinds open and peels off his gray t-shirt. The shower is warm and inviting, and even though the rim of the bathtub is coated with the fine line of grime, and even though there are plenty of stray hairs plastered to the sides of the tub and the shower walls, the shower head is still in perfect working order. His long blue towel hasn't been washed in two full days, plenty of uses left. He leaves the door to his bathroom open, just in case he should slip and fall in the tub, God forbid, and would require assistance in being carried away to the emergency room. Shower through, the sporting boy places some roll-on deodorant in equal measure on the armpits, and he flosses. Walter is typically better about flossing than brushing. He finds a new shirt in the closet, but keeps the same pair of underwear. He removes a new pair of jeans from a shelf, puts them on, one leg and the other, and rolls the old and splitting belts through the loops. Walter finds his favorite pair of socks, still clean, in the bottom drawer and puts them on. He picks up a pair of sneakers and hesitates. He looks at them for a long time with a perfectly passive look. He walks over to the window, opens both shutters, and throws them outside. They land on the narrow walkway below. He stands at the window for approximately four minutes and 37 seconds, staring down at the walkway, the nearly perfect green lawn, and the worn pair of checkered sneakers. He doesn't intentionally scout the premises for passers-by, but respectfully observes them should they stroll by. Only two people pass his line of vision during the four minutes and 37 seconds. A 12-year-old girl in pigtails riding a scooter and a 45-year-old woman in a headband and sweats, power jogging. He is speculating on the ages of these two individuals as much as he wishes he could read minds. Both individuals looked neither happy nor sad when they were passing. They just looked determined, like they had to get someplace and quick. Neither one of them tried to steal the sneakers. He goes downstairs and turns on the television set, setting the channel to the news. While listening, he decides to make himself a sandwich, sourdough bread with lots of crust, sliced deli ham, pepper jack cheese from Kroger, and gray poupon mustard. Never lettuce or vegetables of any kind, for that matter. He usually likes to toast the bread, mainly if it is bad or bland, but with the sourdough, he wants to leave it untouched, virgin. No chips of any kind as a side. He is trying to eat healthier these days. Perhaps some kind of a side, some veggie, as long as it was not physically in the sandwich, it's fine, or fruit. 
A crisp apple always made a nice pairing. No soda of any kind, always water from the tall thermos. And plenty of coffee, both regular and decaf, to follow throughout the day. As he prepares his noonday lunch, he keeps an eye and an ear out for anything striking in the news. This can prove to be an overwhelming task or duty because these days everything in the news is striking and troubling. Everything in the news is essential all day, every day, and it is exhausting. Never a moment's peace. Walter finds himself yearning for the days of old, when C-SPAN was honest-to-God boring, and the big highlight in the news was some unsolved murder case four or five states away. Nowadays, it seems as if the ten plagues are constantly descending upon the nation of Israel, and there is no time for a pause to catch your breath and process what is happening. Walter finds that he is starting to enjoy his sandwiches less and less as time wears on, the making of the sandwiches, and the consuming of them. Walter has had enough of the news for one day. He purposefully does not own a smartphone because he knows how addictive and emotionally draining news apps, social media, and internet access can be. His lunch hour has always been news time, but nowadays he contemplates dropping his news access altogether, relying on word of mouth like the Pony Express in the good old days. He walks over to the television set and presses the power button. The remote control was lost months ago, sprouting legs and running off into free country. He washes his plate and places it in the dishwasher. He picks up his wallet, keys, iPod, and earbuds, waiting for him next to the napkin holder on the kitchen counter. Walter walks outside, shuts the door behind him, and locks it. He stands on the front porch and takes three long breaths, in and out, directly from the diaphragm. My kingdom. How should I interact with it today? He walks down the cobbled path and puts on his grubby sneakers, one after the other. A biker passes him and looks casually in Walter's direction. Walter stands in his place, frozen. For approximately two minutes and 19 seconds, he does not move. Then slowly, assuredly, he walks up to the sidewalk and turns left.